We're live. <laughs> Welcome to M&E Podcast, Episode 5, Adult Swim. Yes. How are you feeling today, Ryan? I'm um, feeling pretty good. Uh, just full disclosure, it is morning. So yeah. forgive me <laughs> if I'm uh, shaking some of the cobwebs off. Right. I would say a more majority of the episodes that we've done, if not all, have been after 3 p.m., 4 p.m. Yeah. yeah. I know. I was thinking that this morning. I'm yeah. like, all right, we're trying the morning Morning yeah, grind like, out. Let's I don't, see how I don't it crack goes. my knuckles, but insert some sort of sound effect in post. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, Ryan? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. Uh, how are you feeling? More I'm importantly. feeling pretty good. I, You know, anytime I have like Instacart, actually let me put an order in. I feel pretty good. Oh, you got it in? Like my, yeah. Like my confidence starts out pretty high. Do you want to give the audience a little bit of a backstory about you know what you've been trying to do and why this is such a big victory yeah so i mean obviously given everything going on we've gone out a few weeks ago and we stocked up on various things but like now just to kind of restock things that we're using you know i've been leveraging instacart but given the pandemic and everything they're they haven't been as reliable right um but i have noticed a hack where if i order in between like seven and eight 15 i mean i thought the window was 8 30 or so given my own prior orders and then yesterday i had like i was about to press it at like 8 15 it would have been okay and then i yeah. went to add in a few more things and by 8 21 too late i saw too late. her I, <laughs> I saw her miss the window it was uh it was a sad sight to see yeah i'm like i was like why i was like why do you look so bummed and you're like because i've been putting this part this cart together <laughs> yeah. and then i just tried to check out and just when i tried to check out it yeah. shows me that it was available a minute ago i'm like yeah, Don't say anything it's just like, for a come on. Bit. Yeah. So this warning mm-hmm. I got on there and I was able to, you know, place an order. So we'll see. It's like sure. until it gets delivered, I'm not going to. No but hope. But I'm feeling pretty good just yeah. knowing that there's one in the queue. There's one in the queue. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. Well, do, I, I'm not sure about the way it works, but as I understand with Instacart, isn't it similar to Uber that somebody has to kind of like pick up? Like, hey, I'm gonna go shop for this person. I I honestly have no idea with it how yeah. it works. Like on the other, I've me, I've been meaning right. to look it up to see if my theory about like the ordering window is true. Yeah, but well, because because if it is that way or any bit similar to that way, what I would imagine is right now with from what I hear, a lot of people are losing <laughs> their jobs. You know, and a lot yeah. of people are filing for unemployment. A lot of people, you know, like, I mean, I'm freelance. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I mean, luckily I have investments and, you know, other things that are keeping me afloat right now. But it's just like, I really feel for freelancers that would be going gig to gig uh, servers that, you yeah, know, anybody. spent all their tips from last week because that's just how it goes. I was a server for five years. You know, it's just certain uh, industries right now are really, really being hit hard. Um, so I would imagine that people are lining up to both accept deliveries if they're already an instacart driver or whatnot mm-hmm. or shopper or whatever you want to call well, them i think sometimes it's two different people like one oh. person shops one delivers i think sometimes That's two interesting. i think certain How's stores work, i don't know i well probably it's like a pass off maybe i i really have no idea it just seems like it'll be one person shopping and another Ag- person again, delivering <clears throat> again i have to go back to the question that both of us have asked how do they make any money how does Instacart make any money? And I'm like, I'm rhetorically and seriously asking that. Like if somebody from Instacart can contact me and explain how you guys make money and probably break some type of corporate law, um, that would be wonderful. I'd love to find out. Yeah, well, I will say anytime that there's an app on your phone, there's the ability for a company to 
you know, leverage the data they're collecting, not uh, even if they're selling it, but no, even just point. to like yeah. model their customer behavior better to have better predictions on who we are and how we're going right. to order and various things. You know, it's like that's valuable. Well, right that there. just made me think of something that what if you ran two companies? But one was more to look like, hey, this is going to be kind of a loss leader. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to lead the charge in customer service and like mm -hmm. grabbing data. And then my other company is going to buy that data. Yeah. I'm sure that happens. You know yeah, what I mean? To the point I, where like then the company that ends up using it for leverage and profit, like mm -hmm. ultimate, ultimate profit, never had to do any of this good natured service yeah. and stuff like that. But they learn tactics to be able to capitalize and slide in little elements of you know, what they mm -hmm. learned over here while they lost a lot of money. Yeah, I think um, things like GDPR and Blue Soup CPA here is starting to crack down on that. Yeah, so. well, because didn't GDPR California come after GDPR in Europe? Yeah. It, in the EU or yeah, yeah. That's crazy how it like how it had a ripple effect, mm -hmm. you know, because I, I first heard of GDPR in, you know, one of your former, um, yeah. you know, careers, but uh, um, or former jobs. But uh, basically, when I first heard about it, it was like all this data privacy stuff. And then then I started getting contacted by California entities like companies that I subscribed to or did business with or whatnot. They were like, just to let you know, we're now mm -hmm. subscribed to GDPR. We do respect your data if you do need to yeah. download it. And I was like, whoa, this is. Yeah. This is kind of crazy, but I, now but now it's normal. Yeah, I think it'd be really eye-opening to the average <laughs> consumer if they were to see how much like companies all over the world have collected about them, either via their own yeah. applications or programs or just by sourcing it through other means. Right. Like, you know. Like with like with Equ Equifax, <clears throat> you know, getting mm -hmm. hacked. I mean, what arguably anybody would say that's like the largest credit uh bureau. Mm -hmm. You know, if not at least the top three, because that's how it rolls. It's Equifax, um, TransUnion, and then what was the third one? Obviously not. I'm really not, blanking on yeah, it. Yeah, but, but you know, TransUnion, like <laughs> yeah. it's like if the, if that one even got hacked, I'd be like, well, at least it wasn't Equifax. You know, like that would be where my mind goes. But Equifax mm -hmm. got hacked, so it's like all of our credit information, all of our credit histories mm -hmm. are sold on the dark web every day now. You know, and a lot of people, they don't understand how, how that works. They go, well, what's the dark web? I don't, I don't even go on there. So what do I got to worry about? Well, people that deal with you every day in your, you know, day-to-day -day life, postmen, you know, like all these people, there are, there have been proven to be like at least one person in like every sector, you know, that like lurks on the dark web. So like, you know, you got, you got to know that once your information's out there, it's probably being sold or already has been sold at least a few times. So like you're saying with these, with these corporations, like they're storing a lot of data and sometimes they're not even maliciously trying to store it for where it ends up being used. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's never their intention to have it sold to some overseas nefarious company, but maybe they store it and then it gets hacked. And then now everything that they stored innocently with, you know, good motives, good practices in mind, you know, and good security probably at one point. But we all know how like firmware updates happen, um, different protocols change, things like that. And maybe there's a crack that gets created. And then that's where these hackers and that's where these, you know, data um, pirates basically like to like to prey on. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, scary world it's a scary world yeah and i mean with that said like it's like we're still in coronavirus time so it's like you yeah now you've got to watch out for a virus on your computer you got to watch out yeah. for a virus in your neighborhood yeah it's 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 pretty crazy but um yeah so um with that said uh wanted to tell the audience that we are going to get some upgrades coming up in the next few weeks hopefully yeah um can almost guarantee it though because uh 
uh, over at the Zcam team. They're working on a lot of stuff, and as you may know uh, from previous episodes, we use the Zcam E2 to film the podcast, at least currently. And we love Zcam, uh, love everything that we've seen uh, that's come out of it. And you know, we've only had the camera for a short time, so really uh, haven't even put it put it through the paces yet. But I mean, I would say about ninety nine point five percent of everything we've seen from it is incredible. You yeah. Know? So um, so we're looking forward to what uh what Zcam has uh cooking up, and um, what kind of upgrades we can um offer to both you know the podcast and to our audience um. And yeah. really just future endeavors in general. we got a lot of great ideas. Yeah, we're happy to help with user acceptance testing. Make yeah, sure everything's yeah. working. Definitely, yeah. You know, uh, shout out to Kenson and Jason over at uh, Zcam. Those guys are just so helpful and brilliant. And, you know, um, even during all of this, you know, which they're located in China, Zcam's team and company, even with all of this happening over there, they still have not stopped working and not stopped communicating with, you know, uh, the community and the community is really great too. So shout out to the community. Um, I've had a lot of really helpful yeah. people just say, Oh, that's this, or that's mm -hmm. this, you know, cause even the lens that's on the Z cam right now, there was a little bit of play with it. And then this guy suggested put a little bit of gaff tape on the other side of the lens, like where it fits on the barrel. I didn't know that, that that was even possible, but it is. And most camera people, including I'm sure a few people watching go, Oh, I got gaff tape. Cause you know, that's, that's the thing you want in your bag. It can, it can, uh, safe projects from falling apart basically on yeah. set you know you can um between that and duct tape you know pretty much anything anything can be put together yeah so um yeah so looking forward to that and then um <clears throat> uh you already went over the uh deliveries that we got but uh i do have to say i am enjoying my coffee the way i like it every day oh um, yeah i, I was you know, worried hang I was on really shout out to michelle sure. here my friend for introducing us to this freeze-dried organic instant coffee oh, yeah. which has really just been a game changer prior to this we had been spending probably way too much money on Gosh. cold brew concentrate yeah. and then and trying we went to, to different companies too, yeah so and it, like, it was just like we and we weren't really loyal to any one brand no. in particular. I mean, we had a favorite, but then it was more expensive, harder to find. So it was just kind of like, okay, when you saw it, cool, we'll have this for a week or two. But right, right. Um, yeah, I really enjoy Mount Hagen. That's the brand. Yeah. Uh, you can find it on Amazon, but I've found better deals on... I think it's called Lucky Vitamin. I'll have to. Well, which is good the, that they have yeah. different distributors, you yeah. know, because sometimes, especially with these companies, like I had never heard of Mount Hagen, but especially with these companies that, like, you know aren't mainstream necessarily no offense to Mount Hagen, but you know, sometimes you can only find them, find them at one spot, you know, mm -hmm. uh, like the dog food, you know, right. it's like, it's very limited where we find uh, the dog food that our dogs eat. Um, but you know, it was nice to, uh, I remember when you saw, uh, when you saw that the shipment was actually shipped, it was like, sweet, we're good on coffee yeah. for a little bit. And you know, I saw that. And then in addition, um, the, Instacart driver um, ended up picking up from, I think, Vons, was she it? came in clutch, yeah, household order two. Yeah. She's like, nah, these aren't for me, walked out with five. And I'm yeah. like, yeah. hey, I don't. I, I, don't, appre yeah. I mean, I'll, I appreciate it. You I don't know? think it's anybody like... got five. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think she's the only person in LA County <laughs> that got... got five fair lives, and shout out to her. She, yeah. She's the real one. Yeah, I was like, okay, yeah. you know, I'm not going to deny them. What am I going to no. do? Drive them back to the grocery store and say, we got more than our limit. No. Like, no. I'll take it. Yeah. But um, it was just kind of funny. Mm -hmm. I, I've, I, I take it as a... I've been enjoying my coffee. <laughs> Yeah. the right way um as, as you may have seen or heard from previous episodes i like to have fair life chocolate milk uh it's a little bit of a healthier milk um it's like like 
pasteurized better or something. I don't know. It's a, it's a lot healthier the way it is. And then we got the whole milk recently, the Fairlife whole milk. So now the way that we, or I shouldn't say we, but I like my coffee is about, you know, if it's a cup about yay high, I have it about this much uh, chocolate milk and this much of it is the coffee, the Mount Hagen uh, freeze-dried. And then the last little bit, whole milk. And if you just stir that around, you know, go do something for a couple minutes and then come back to it. It's like creamy. It's yeah. like silky. It really tastes good. So, I, I mean, this, th- this is not a paid spot. are judging you hard right now. Oh, I, I, I never had <laughs> They'd a be like, so he's a venti chocolate milk with a splash of espresso. No, and I, 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 like, oh, <laughs> like saying like, like what my drink is? If you were to try and get oh. that type of order somewhere else, you'd be you like cobbling it together. I thought you were saying for my lack of knowledge of how to describe no, a no, drink. No, 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 no. I was bu- just I'm thinking like how you'd have to, like if you went to, you know, Starbucks and tried to create it that way, you'd be like, you know those chocolate chocolate milks for kids all right rip the top off of two of those <sighs> put them in a venti cup put a splash of whole milk <laughs> three shots of espresso but ice yeah, them first right. and then pour it in right right and only light ice in the cup yeah <laughs> and i'm gonna watch you do it yeah, yeah. no i'm not one of those guys that you sounds re- that sounds really difficult and yeah. like just just to be full disclosure Anytime we've gone to Starbucks, remember, like I'm like nervous to order. And I'm like, can you can you tell them? Because like I, I mean, you even helped me figure out what I want. Yeah, you like just don't. You never end mocha. up liking Starbucks, so pretty, it's just kind of like and, 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 because and, of how you drink your coffee. It's right. pretty much pointless to get. I was going to say no else. offense to Starbucks. I just have to clarify because I like their you know breakfast sandwiches, and I'm sure I'd dig something from them. I mean, I used to have their frappuccinos when I had a high sugar diet. You know? Yeah, but like you know, I. Like I, I just described my coffee, so I'm not going to go ad nauseum about it. But uh, you know what was really cool? I'm sure you saw me. What was it? Two days ago, I uh, well, four days ago or like five days ago, I mounted my guitars mm-hmm. on the wall um, around my workstation, and um, you know maybe we'll post a picture to the Patreon uh, to show people what we're talking about. But it's really cool. I have a acoustic electric uh, Taylor, and then I have an uh, electric like Squire Telecaster, and you know they're cool guitars. They they do the job, but uh, I haven't played guitar in a while because, you know, of the obvious move to L.A. from San Francisco, they were, you know, kind of in storage and transition. It just, you know, if, if you're an artist, you know, it's not really like the right time to play until it's the right time to play. But I uh, picked up the electric the other day, and I mean, that's why I'm wearing a Band-Aid. I played for, I think it was two hours straight. Nobody asked me to, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't have any real reason to except for like, hey. This is what I'm doing right now. You know? Yeah. So it was kind of cool. You know, Kate went out and did some work in the garage and I just jammed. And then, um, you know, we have uh, um, like uh, one of those security cameras that everybody should have to monitor their home, which luckily let me download a clip later on. Um, so it was like, hey, why not? You know, I have this clip of two hours of me me jamming. So that was really cool. You know, it's like when I downloaded it, I was like, who knows if I'll ever share this with anybody mm-hmm. or show it to anybody. But like I watched it back and it was yeah. like, wow, there I am like playing guitar again, you know, because mm-hmm. just to give the audience a backstory like or, you know, a little bit of uh, uh, history with me and, and guitar. I started playing guitar when I was 12. I taught myself and like pretty much never really got shown anything from anybody. So, I mean, it's been 22 years now of just kind of exploring. You know, I've played in mm-hmm. a lot of bands, um, mostly played on my own, but, you know, I've, I've played and played and played. And when I mean, did I, you start learning music again? Uh, music in general, I mean, as early as I can remember. Because yeah. my, my mom's a music teacher. 
So, you know, shout out to my mom. Appreciate you uh, passing on the talent because, I mean, my dad definitely has no musical ability whatsoever. And, you know, if um, what they say about, and I mean, it should be by now, but what they say about genetics with like musical ability and creative ability is a lot of the time you can get it from your mother stronger because like dominant recessive Mm -hmm. genes and whatnot, like it's a dominant gene. Um at, at least from what I read about with music. That's why like a lot of the times that you'll hear of like really, really good musicians, whether they're female or male, they'll talk about how their mother was a musician, you know? Mm. And I mean, it's not to say that people with fathers who are musicians aren't good. I'm sure they're, you know, just as good, if not better, but it's just one of those things. Like if you have a mother that played music or painted or anything like that, it's a different type of, um, uh, transcendence i guess yeah, you i would say. think there's more nurturing there yeah well and what was cool too is that like you know my dad passed on his athletic ability which i appreciate so that i'm not you know like out of shape and like having all kinds of you know uh respiratory issues right now you know it's like at least i i did enough athletics growing up where i i can breathe pretty easy you know for the most part um so i'm thankful for that and then on the art side of it my mom nurtured that for sure because uh you know her career or she just retired last year but uh she is a, she was a music teacher for a long long time and she taught like chorus and private piano lessons she still teaches private mm-hmm. piano lessons but you know it's just like music's always been a strong force in her life so i appreciate the fact that i was encouraged um whether it be directly or passively you know it's not, it's it, it was never discouraged you know and you know uh what <laughs> my dad would tell me to practice my instruments in the garage (laughs) we had a detached garage but i mean i also had like no natural ability that i got from either one of my parents in the music department so i was bad like i'm bad trying to blare through a flute or blare through a baritone my dad's like yeah you can it's warm enough you you can do that out there if you're gonna have to do it (laughs) yeah i i have no idea um how good or bad Kate was at her instruments, but from the description of the way that her parents reacted, it's uh, <laughs> sounds like she wasn't first chair. Even the teachers had no faith in me. Really? Oh what yeah. For context, I was in the freshman band three years straight in high school. So mm-hmm. as a freshman, sophomore, and junior, I was in the freshman band, and it wasn't <laughs> marching band season. That meant that even as a junior in right. high school, I played the same songs. <laughs> In like a concert that I did in seventh and eighth grade because they had recycled like the, especially like the Christmas one that like every like four measures it like switches to a different like holiday like spirit. I'm sure I could find it if I Googled it. But yeah, so let me just tell you like. (laughs) Wait, if you Googled your concert? No, 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 no. If you Googled like the song I'm trying to find, I'm I'm sure I could find it. I was going to say, if we could find you playing that concert, I would Google that all day. Well, actually, there were were some pretty proud band parents, so I'm sure there are like, if I looked hard enough, there's old enough YouTube clips where I'm like, no, I like I was in marching band that year. I I was probably on stage that year because I was in marching band, folks. Uh And again, I wasn't good but well how'd you get they, how'd you get in it your, your you dad? get past auditions okay is it like and they small want towns you with no mayor, i mean with mayors that no vote no unopposed? no there or, was like uh, 180 unopposed. people i okay. think in the marching so, band so you beat out some people i don't know that they turned anybody down i think they just put you so far in the back that they're like hey just march back there they're like if you're willing to show up and be all the way back here and do it fine you can be part of the squad yeah too Hey. Hey. 
Well, that's cool. I, I played alto saxophone, full disclosure, and uh, I was actually pretty good. I was second chair. There you go. Yeah. I was second to last second in my freshman last. band, so it's like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I would have years, to sure. like when I yeah. played baritone because I learned that when I was like a sophomore in high school. I, I had to write in the finger, like you know, I'd be like, oh, one and three, like right. this is just the second finger. Oh, trust me, I know, I know, <laughs> I know those players. We uh, yeah. we made fun of them. Yeah, but no, it's okay. I mean, really, like you know, even as I'm saying, like we made fun of them, which was true. It's just like you know, it's the cruel stuff that like you look back on that you did as a kid, and you're like, why did I even do that? You know, because it's like looking back and you know even now i have and had great musical ability it's like what if i would have maybe worked with one of those kids like a kate and been Mm -hmm. like hey you don't need to write that down let me just show you some tricks to remember you know because my mom actually that was one of the biggest reasons why her students loved her she would come up with like little like acronyms you Mm -hmm. know to remember like the way that music notes went like did you ever hear every good boy does fine yeah yeah i mean that's an old one my mom didn't come up with that one but then like she would change that because like it's kind of a little bit weird if you think yeah. about it like especially in 2020 if you say like every good boy does fine it's like that's creepy yeah you know like but um but w- one cool part would be like she would take like a current event or like some like current artist and she would slide in that to the e or the b mm-hmm. or the g and then that way the kids are like oh my gosh that's so cool mm-hmm. they'd remember it that day yeah you know, and they'd never forget Just it. Just make it relevant. Well, right. And then they'd never forget it. So they'd come back and visit her. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not even kidding. 10 years later. And then they'd be like, you know what, Mrs. Mm-hmm. Hammer, I still remember blah, 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 blah. You know, yeah. and like their own version of it. And my mom told me it was kind of a cool trip to like have the different students over because she, she taught for over 20 years. So she yeah. would have different students come back and tell their versions of E, B, G, D, A, right. E or whatever. Or yeah, or every good point does fine. Or E, G, B, D, F. And then, um, you know, there's bass clef too. There's all kinds of ways to remember stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that kind of stuff can really help you, you know, like uh, just like measure twice, cut once, you yeah. know, it's like, like, I don't even know how to do any like construction stuff. But like once I learned that, it really did have me like check twice before making holes because like you may have seen on another previous episode of the M&E podcast, Kate mentioned how many holes I left in my, or our last Trust apartment. me, you haven't seen anything. You only. <laughs> did, we, did we take pictures or video? Because yeah. maybe we'll release that to the Patreon. Oh, geez. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. It's creative. Like, well, it's creative how just, you approach the I'm six foot four. So, you know, if you, if you put two and two together, I'm six foot four and I like my coffee like a little kid does it. I'm going to put holes in a lot of things, okay? Like, that's just, that's just the way it works. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> my notes went away. Just uh, to let the audience know, I started, uh, u- or we started using um, these cards, the Google Slides. Google to, Slides. Uh, give us a little outline. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, give yeah. us a little bit of an outline because, um, you know, the last thing we want to do is, is you know, sit here and flounder um, because, after all, we do really appreciate that you guys are taking the time to tune in with us. And um, just want to remind you to go to patreon.com slash machine emotion if you want to see everything. Now, that's every episode that we've ever put out. And mind you, we're only on episode five right now, but we plan to do this a lot. And we plan to bring you a lot of different content. Um, Kate has a lot planned on her end individually. Mm -hmm. I have a lot planned on my end individually. And then we have a great network of talented people, uh, brilliant people as well, um, that we plan on featuring and inviting into our studio here at Moon Labs. So again, please go to patreon.com slash machine emotion. You'll see a link in the description for the episode. And, you know, go ahead and subscribe and become a patron because uh, we really appreciate your support. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, now, I uh, wanted to touch on that I really appreciate, I, I follow a lot of different comedians and mostly like comedy-themed podcasts or comedy-adjacent podcasts. And I've been seeing how not only in LA, but in New York, the more prominent, affluent, um, successful comedians have been getting together and trying to put together like a pool of money so that like the servers and all yeah. the people that the staff that basically supports them so that they take care of the audience that makes their career possible, you know, like, mm -hmm. like the cooks in the kitchen, yeah. you know, it's like they're putting together a fund it's to take like care of It's kind of like tipping the busser. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, cause I mean, at the end of the day, who's going to clean that table to make sure that it's ready yeah. for the next table, you know? Yeah. And I mean, that's like, I was a if busser. If the club's open, but there's nobody to staff them or yeah. work them, then it's like. Yeah. So, I mean, it's yeah. really beautiful because I, I doubt the banking industry is putting together a fund to take care of the tellers that aren't working. You know what I mean? And 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 I'm sure there's some type of insurance that, you know, tellers well, might I be able to have. Well, I think in this type like, of scenario, it just really kind of shows the true colors of organizations and yeah. platforms and yeah. groups of people. And you yeah. know what I mean? So it's like you can't. You can kind of only be surprised in good and bad ways. Well, right, you know what I right. mean? Where well, you're like, oh, wow, that's that's a lot better than like the baseline or the exactly. average that that's exactly. more generous within this community. And then you look at others, you're like, damn, that's cold. Like, right. For me, I exactly. felt like everybody getting laid off like the first week of things. It's like, I mean, I, I still I just go back to that and I'm like, man. But, yeah. but then again, it's like, I guess if we're all being told to stay home, like it's a commerce shuts down. Well, it's, yeah, well, it's a capitalist country. It's and um, and Akash uh, from Flagrant 2, shout out to Akash and uh, and Andrew Schultz. Um, Akash was talking about that, you know, from a market standpoint, because he seems to be a little bit more of an investor because um, he's commented on the market a few times. And he said, you know, investors are scared right now. And the way they look at it is, is everything's shutting down. So sell for now and get what you can out of the market. And then worse comes to worse, if you lose a few bucks having to buy back too expensive, that's better than losing all of your money mm -hmm. while it goes down, you know? And that's and that's a good yeah. that's a good standpoint. I mean, this isn't financial advice, obviously. It's never financial advice from us because we're not fin financial advisors. But that is kind of a good take, and I do adopt a little bit of that principle sometimes. You know, you always want to protect capital when you're investing, and it isn't a bad idea to sometimes hedge your bets, sell, and buy back later on. So, you know, here at the M&E Podcast, we like to toss out some knowledge sometimes, and uh, um, you know, that has fared well for me in the past when I've been a little bit scared of how one of my investments might go. I might, you know, uh, protect some capital and sell half, buy, buy some of that back later and whatnot. So, you know, if, if, if that's something you're thinking about doing with your stocks or your investments or whatnot, you know, it might be good to contact your uh, financial advisor and have a talk with them right now because there's no use sitting at home freaking out about it, you know, mm -hmm. worrying about it. And if you're lucky enough to have investments, congratulations. And, you know, you want to try and protect yourself and protect your family and, you know, prioritize. So shout out to Akash and uh, Andrew again, because they've been doing their own uh, like quarantine podcasts and they've been doing flagrant too. And they're tossing out all kinds of knowledge, you know, whereas like a lot of other podcasts, uh, you know, are just kind of talking about their experience with it all, which that's totally cool too. But it's like to be able to add an element to give back to the public when they're obviously sitting at home too, you know, everybody should be sitting at home, you know? So it's like to just be able to give some knowledge out, I think is really cool. And it's been helping me. I mean, just we're, we uh, talked about it last, last podcast, but just the fact that now I know that a recession is two quarters of negative growth in GDP. Like now I don't have to be like, talking about recession and wonder like am i talking about this the right way you know so that was cool what's going on with you mm, just building my outdoor oasis oh right yeah. okay since we know we're gonna be locked down i'm kind of like all right 
little background, I was a competitive swimmer for 15 years. So I really love to be near the water, in the water, like hear water, see water, big fan of water. Um, but going to a swimming pool isn't going to necessarily be possible. I don't think. No, wouldn't be possible. I haven't looked into it, but I would assume it's not possible. Well, and you didn't so, look into it before, so. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. I don't know that that's going to happen. So that being said, um, I started looking into different ways that I could kind of give myself like an outdoor pool. Not that I'm going to some laps or get any workout in, but just to kind of relax and kick back. Um, and I was pretty excited. That I found this like pop-up foldable like pet bath is essentially how they're labeling it. Um, but I was like, well, that'll be cool because I could even put in like eight inches of water, toss in a float and like sit there and chill. And then if the pups want to jump in, they can, but like, you know, it'll work. And so I ordered it and it got here and it's actually really big. Like it's mm. six, it's a 63 inch diameter, which I mean, I knew what that was going to, I knew it was going to be like, okay, I was going to be at least five feet, but it's like, it's pretty spacious. So mm -hmm. I'm excited. I found a spot like in our back deck where we can um, have it under like the sun and the shade kind of depending on what we're going for. So yeah, I'm going to write a blog post where I kind of, or maybe it'll be a vlog, we'll see, um, where I detail out kind of like how you can create your own uh, backyard or patio, whatever you have available to you, like your own calm and oasis space for less than a hundred bucks. I think you could probably do it for a lot less. Like if you have things like a hose, like we wanted to get a new hose because the one that's here is like busted. So yeah. You know, that was like 40 bucks where if it was in better condition, we wouldn't have spent it. So it's like if you right. already have a hose, then <laughs> you're in a lot better shape. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that'll be coming soon. But, I, you know, I want to wait till it's all set up and take some photos and videos. And then that way, when I kind of detail out the elements that went into building it, people can be like, oh, OK, because right now it probably just sounds strange yeah no I'm, kate bought a pet bath for herself no, it's true i mean i think i think it's interesting uh when you f i will admit when you first told me about it compared to when it f when it got here way different reaction because mm -hmm. in my mind i was like oh okay it, like yeah. it, it was more like okay kate's getting yeah. getting a little project here or she, she goes she, she's bored you know <laughs> yeah. which i get i mean yeah. you know you're, you're stuck at home for a while when you're used to commuting to work at least five days a week you know mm -hmm. so it's like you're you're probably going more stir crazy than i am which i'm yeah. a lot more accustomed to being here for or being inside uh, for long periods of time working from home. But um, when it got here, I was pleasantly surprised with how it was. And the picture, which, you know, if mm -hmm. Kate feels like sharing later on, we can share yeah, with the Patreon. Yeah, I took a very excited selfie when I first got in. <laughs> While she was in the pool. Yeah. With, with no water and clothes on, so don't get too excited. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's cool. And then the hose that she, she mentioned, light hose. Like yeah, it's, it's one of those flexi hoses, which weird. like you've seen on an infomercial because they've been out for a while, right. but like. I've never touched one. I was like so surprised. I'm like, oh my gosh, this it's thing weighs so like a weird. pound or two. We'll see yeah. how it holds up. But I, I'm right. remaining optimistic because oh, I just feel like. optimistic. Well, because I, I was touching on earlier, rubber I think was just used for so long because that's what people use, you know, but it's yeah. like there had to be a lot better like uh you know poly whatever you know mm -hmm. and then like there's stuff now obviously that they never created before like like plastic or you know um like 
I shouldn't say plastic because plastic's bad, but you know what I mean? Like, like, uh, hybrids of like different chemicals that like they can simulate now in the lab that aren't, you know, hurting the environment as much because they're able to do like this percent, this, this percent, this, you know, because they said it has like, I forget what they use, but it's, it's some type of chemical that I had heard about, but only with like ballistics and like Hmm. aircraft, you know, and stuff like that. But now they're able to use this type of stuff because I would imagine just, you know, shooting from the hip that the the air the air industry probably sells like decommissioned planes, you know, and says, hey, we've got all this aircraft. I would think it's more a patent thing. Yeah. Where like maybe. it was probably a patent for the initial design, which covered X oh, amount of years, maybe in the Air Force industry or air, right. aerospace. And then it expires. And then, it expires, so so then it. they're like, yeah, here's all these other applications of use for it. Right. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, there's like, there's all kinds of advances that are fascinating to me these days. Like I heard, uh, I think it's called Vanta black, which is like the only like true like black as far as like, you know, using like, like when you put like a dye on something like you can put a, uh, like you could cover this table in Vanta black and it would almost seem like it's not on camera because it's so dark, hmm. you know? So like they're working on like things and then like, um, I, for, I think it's LG is the only TV that technically shows like true black. And then it's like, I need to look into that myself, but it's just, it's amazing to think like, wait, I thought I saw the color black, you know, or I thought I saw green and they're like, nah, that's not real green. That's like whatever. And do you remember that video we saw the other day? Uh, it's uh, by a guy named Gerald Undone. Shout out to Gerald Undone. He does really, really fascinating, like in-depth, well-researched um, videos and tutorials and like fun, fun facts. And he kind of shows you uh, behind the scenes of how things work and he was explaining about the updates for the ninja um, or the Atomos ninja 5 monitor which we use for monitoring and occasionally for recording and it was cool to learn that sometimes uh, the way cameras record isn't exactly the way that um, you would want to have them give you the footage for post-production I'm trying to kind of simplify it so I don't talk over over people's heads but um it was cool to learn some of that stuff because I didn't even know after 10 plus years of shooting and editing certain things about other things that I knew before. Like I knew parameters just to put it simply, but I didn't know why they were what they were and why you want to stay within certain parameters mm-hmm. and why you might want to use the full spectrum some other yeah. times. So kind of cool, you know, been, been nerding out, learning some more stuff. And, um, you know, again, to go back to me playing guitar, I learned about a lot about like noise gates and, you know, other stuff, which helped us to be able to do this podcast, first of all, um, you know, to be able to dial in like this professional sound where we're in our garage and, you know, we do have neighbors and we live in a neighborhood in L.A. So normally if we didn't have a noise gate on, you would hear the noise of the background and just, you know, all kinds of stuff. But I mean, you know, you, you, you wouldn't know whether we're in a treated sound studio or not, because thankfully you know, there's, there's technology that allows you to be able to harness certain things, you know, limit the sound coming in. I don't in. know. When Shadow drinks his water, it's kind of a dead giveaway that we're not in the... That's true. No, but... but For, no, i But you, you could have Shadow in the water bowl or the water bowl in a studio. Yeah. I don't know if they would let yeah, that fly, though. It. Yeah, I doubt it. Only should... at Moon Labs is that, is that a thing. Right, right. Pups, pups involved. But at Moon Labs, you can have your dog and it's water bowl. Yeah. You can have both. Yeah. 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 The dog I didn't doesn't say, have to go without. Right. Notice I didn't say his water bowl either because we are, you know, equal opportunity here as far as uh, dogs go. Sure. <laughs> Gender just, neutral. I was, just, I, was yeah. being, I was just being silly because um, it is L.A. after all. <laughs> so it's fun to be silly about those things. But uh, speaking of which, it is kind of interesting that like so much news, you know, for months leading up to Corona was about, you know, little things that... Uh, 
and I don't want to minimize them, but like little things that are niche, uh, meaning that only in America are they really talked about. And then a lot of the, and I'm not going to go into which, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but now that we have the coronavirus uh, pandemic and a lot more baseline things like food, water, shelter, um, uh, employment, you know, I've just noticed a lot of other things overall besides those have completely gone to the wayside. Yeah, they're not getting a large share of voice. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just, it's just really interesting how like everything in the news now is pretty much related to baseline, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, necessities. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I also think it would be uh, a waste of the news time at this point to sure. cover things that aren't front and center and what the what people have questions about. But I guess that's what I'm getting to is like, why was it deemed important to cover before? Because we didn't have a pandemic. I guess so. Because we yeah. didn't have medical supplies that are being, you know, hoarded by rich people and by wealthy companies. And yeah, yeah, we it's didn't just... have no vaccine for this thing that has a rapidly increasing death rate. <laughs> I guess. I, right. Good way to put it, Kate. <laughs> but uh, no, I guess. I, yeah, I guess then I'm realizing in the moment how i haven't processed this thing like not not yeah, even like a quarter I know. like, no, like no. i thought oh okay Most no people I've, haven't. Got, I've gotten a hold of things yeah. i know how things are no i have no I'm, I'm just telling myself to calm calm the fuck down and yeah i know and, i'm thinking you know. the next episode we do i'm gonna do a deep dive of just like what it means to be in the hospital yeah. the type of people who are on the front lines there from the nurses the attendings to the you know, respiratory techs, everybody like kind of to walk people through because it's like you think that coronavirus is far away from you or you don't have it or you don't know anybody that has it. But right. I think within a month that like um, percentage of people that are impacted is going to change, whether it's people who have it, who have just had to go through the t whatever it is. Like, yeah. The people who are like one degree away from somebody who has it or has experienced going to the hospital to check for it or something like that percentage is going to increase. And yeah. I just think people don't really know what they're in for, you know? Right. And, and they don't really understand the constraints that we're operating within. I think that's also what people kind of get lost about. Like right. I saw a tweet that was like, um, there was this like, I think 80 year old priest or maybe it was 70, mm -hmm. but he was in the hospital and on a ventilator and he told them to take him off so that somebody younger could get it. And he, wow. you know, and there's going to be a lot of decisions like that. And then yeah. I'm also seeing that um, families of patients that are in the ICU already that have something unrelated to Corona, but they're on a ventilator. They're calling and asking the families like, do you want to take them off the vent soon? Cause we're going to want to, and it's like, those are sure. decisions I had to face, you know, where it was, it was presented to me multiple times to right. be quite honest yeah. with my dad with multiple father, times that yeah. situation had been presented to me. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I understand what people are, are on the receiving end, but it's like, see, people aren't even realizing that that could be a scenario that's presented to them. Of course. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. and that's where I'm just like, man, I think if people were a little bit more aware of what could quickly unfold, mm -hmm. They might wash their hands. They might stay inside. They might, right. you know what I mean? Right. Like I they might just mean. be a little bit more thoughtful. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. And then I, you know, I've heard a lot of people being more flippant and even suspicious, like that maybe this is like a fake thing, but I've, I have friends that work in healthcare, like, and they're like, no, this is real. Like yeah. we're seeing it all the time. You know, I have a friend who's a heart surgeon's assistant and like, you know, he was talking about how they had, 
you know, I think it was like three heart attacks in 48 hours come in. And that was before Corona. Like that was, yeah. that, that was when I moved to LA and I just like, talked to him. Yeah. What like, people don't understand, I think is that hospitals are pretty busy just yeah. with business as usual. They're at full capacity. So like they're normally. usually, I mean, yeah. yeah, I spend about six months bouncing between two of the top hospitals in right. Cleveland. Right? right. And both of them are training institutions. Right. And, and so one's, the, one's one of the top in the world. Right. Yeah, according to something. So it's like, yeah. you know, I, I feel like I had that coupled with my detailed like perception of things. It's like right. I experienced a lot. Right. Yeah. And even just like there were times where it's like, you know, my dad was um, a MICU patient, but they didn't have a room within the MICU uh like within the MICU unit. What's the MICU? Uh, medical intensive care unit. Oh, okay. So then he's being boarded in like the cardio cardiovascular ICU unit. And it's sure. like, okay, well, that means his primary team is building or two over. It's like none of that's ideal. And what people have to realize is like if you get sick in this pandemic and you're mm. going through a hospital, like you're not going through the hospital in the ideal scenario where they're like, like, fully ready for you sure like that's just not how it works and and coupled with yeah. the fact that because of coronavirus and it being an infectious disease and mm -hmm. it being super viral mm -hmm. they're um quarantining people right? right so it's like of those in the hospital they might not necessarily have a patient advocate that can be there to understand everything's going on sure so if you have a case where somebody is then intubated and on a ventilator in the icu and they're unable to speak or say what their wishes or wants are mm -hmm. And then their loved one is not able to be in the hospital or even be in that unit or have a face-to-face -face talk with the doctor or the nurse that's caring for them. Yeah. That's not a scenario I wish upon anybody. Right. Right. I mean, and that is like, oh, that just, that really breaks my heart. Because it's like, I got to be there bedside for all of it. I got to meet everybody. I got to talk to everybody. I got yeah. to see test results. Well, I got to look at scans. Oh, I was thorough. I was thorough. People even thought you were an attending or, or, People thought all types of things. Right. I but just I mean, asked you were there so much yes, is what I'm yes. getting at that like people were like, do you work here? Like, are you, you know, whereas like I'm sure a lot of other family members don't have the extended uh, or not, you know, fa family members of people in the hospital like you had with your father. I, I'm sure it's not the normal experience having as long of a stay right. as you had. No, no. I mean, you lived there. Like, I like yeah, would, I was you'd, like camped you'd video out. with me and I'd, and I'd be like, where are you? And you're like, I'm taking a nap on the windowsill. And I'm like, yeah. that's strange. Yeah. You know, and I, and I don't mean like that offensively. I mean, like, that's how dedicated, obviously, you were to being there for your father and how like, uh, you know, that's just an experience that. I guess it's kind of like how it goes is that when you're in there for those types of things, then, you know, that's that's what you're doing at that time. So um, but let's uh, go ahead and move on to a different subject uh, to keep it keep it light. Last night's dessert. Do you want to talk about that? Because that was sure. pretty delicious. Yeah, I had taken a nap and then I had woken up to Kate telling me that she was working on some kind of concoction. Uh, we have some old bananas because we went a little crazy stocking up all the bananas and then naturally they ripen and then they kind of get old. And then, you know, banana bread isn't always the most practical way to to uh, source them. So um, what did you do with the bananas? Yeah, so I found a recipe online um, that's simple enough. I'm like, okay, I can try this. <laughs> Essentially, all you had to do is slice the bananas up. I'm like, okay, I can do that. Nice. Put it into an oven safe dish. I'm like, check. Pyrex um, type thing. Pour in heavy cream. 
And what type of dish was it? I don't know. Like? It was a glass dish. Okay, glass. Yeah. I just want to describe like, for the audience oven, in case they're like, yeah. I have a lot of dishes. A, like, a oven safe dish, okay. something that can withstand heat and being broiled. There you go. Cool. Um, so yeah, I chopped up the bananas, put in the heavy cream, sprinkle uh, brown sugar and salt, and broil until it's just kind of like bubbly and it's getting nice and caramelized from the sugar it was so good it was delicious it was well and so what's cool was I, I appreciate the fact that not only you made it and you know kind of figured it out but you added like two different times you added brown sugar and had it like brown a little bit more so it's mm -hmm. like i doubt it would have been as delicious if you would have stopped at the first time you know so appreciate you being thorough third time's a charm and uh yeah we had that dish what do you call it do you have a, do you have a name for it no moon no. moon banana pie i don't know yeah but you know one thing i was uh, thinking about is if we could have some t some type of way of like taking it like with like a baster you know and then like injecting mm -hmm. that into like some type of like pastry it, I'm, I'm telling you like, like if you guys make what she's talking about and then you can somehow make that like the filling of like a pie or whatever i just yeah. i just think that'd be incredible you'll take a nap right afterwards because it'll yeah. be It'll be incredibly filling and probably uh, sugar and carb filled, but mm -hmm. um, really, really good. So, yeah, uh, thank you. That was yeah. that was a good dessert You're last welcome. night. And uh, don't we have leftovers? Yep. And it is morning, so if you want to go have some breakfast with me with, yeah. uh, with the leftovers, that'd be kind of fun. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, cool. Thanks Sounds for like uh, joining us thank for you. episode five of the M&E podcast. This has been Adult Swim. Thanks. Whistle sound. <laughs> Stay safe. Stay staying.